Hi, this is Mark Sullivan, and I'm the president of Formula 4 Media, and it's my pleasure to welcome you to this week's podcast in Sports Insights Extra. I'd also encourage all of you to reach out and talk to us about the running event, which will take place in Austin this year from November 28th through December 1st. Thank you very much. I'm going to start out with a quote from a gentleman who's with a major apparel consulting firm and is now managing director of a lab that's doing next-gen retail technology. And he said, working in retail today is like trying to change an engine while it's running, but you have no choice. If you're not trying new things every day, you're dying. We are in a very disruptive, transformational time in our industry, and it's because of one person, the consumer. The consumer is changing dramatically on a daily basis. The consumer, and we're all consumers, so we're talking about ourselves here, we're doing more with less time. We have smartphones and other technological tools that are helping us. We are more connected with the rest of the world than we have ever been before. We're using social media to inform our shopping decisions more than we ever have before. We are doing more with our free time, the time that's free because we don't have to be shopping in stores anymore, that we don't have to be doing our errands physically, we can do them digitally. We're traveling more, we're working out more. Some of us are, some of us should be. We're seeking entertainment. We're really consuming way more entertainment than we have in, in, in ever as a people, as a global people. We're looking for experiences. There's a return to the urban living space, which I find really interesting. People are moving back into cities. Young people want to move back to cities because we're spending our day in front of computers with headsets on, on conference calls, on web webinars, on, on, on WebEx meetings. So we want to be with people in our free time. We want to be going out to eat. We want to be socializing. So what does that mean? Well, we need less stuff. Okay, we have smaller homes, smaller closets. We can't have as much stuff, so we're not buying as much. And then we're not in these suburban locations where the malls are, so we're shopping in a different way. We're shopping in small city urban shops rather than big malls. I'm generalizing, but this is, these are trends. We're also changing the way we live and shop and buy in other ways. The major force in retail today is the millennial demographic. The 20 to 35 year old consumer who is spending disproportionately on apparel compared to other older demographics. So baby boomers have started to downsize. They're not consuming as much and millennials have taken over as that major buying force. They're starting families. They're starting households, they're buying homes, they're impacting all areas of consumption. And they are the first generation of digital natives. So everything is mobile first, smartphone first, and by doing so they're influencing older and younger consumers as well. So they're, they're changing really the way many of us live and shop. And, and one way that they're changing it is they're developing these apps and these technologies. I mean, if you go to any tech conference, and there's a big retail conference that, that happens every year. I mean, everybody's under 30 and they're all talking about the app that they just got, they created and just got bought by either Netflix or Amazon or Google and it's, um, it's amazing.
So it is pretty clear that the retail environment has shifted. A couple of other statistics here, and I know Bob is going to have even more to share with you. Pretty dramatic. Shoppers of all ages, I'm not just talking millennials anymore, are spending an average of five hours per week making online purchases. That's up from nothing five years ago. They're allocating an average of 36% of their shopping budgets to e-commerce. And these are very educated shoppers who know how to work the internet and find product, find solutions, and find distribution. 80% of Americans, according to this Shopper Trends study, have made an online purchase in the past month. 67% of millennials have, 56% of Gen Xers, which is the slightly older group, prefer to shop online rather than in a store. And a slightly smaller number of baby boomers, but it's growing. And as people get older, of course, the e-commerce options are going to be even more attractive. And, you know, with mobility issues and all with the aging population, e-commerce is going to be a great way to get things done. We're changing the way we use technology. And it, the explosion of the shopping apps is a big indication of this. Mobile first. Amazon is the number one preferred shopping app for young consumers. And it's not just about buying what's on Amazon, but what third-party sellers are selling. So if you're a brand and you don't have an Amazon strategy, I suggest you develop one really quickly. Peer recommendations. I have three millennial children, and I asked one of them, who's actually quite into fashion, if she'd heard of a particular brand, and she said, no, none of my friends have told me about that brand yet. It's like, okay, is that the only way you find out about brands? She said, yeah, kind of pretty much, because I'm busy. So if somebody doesn't put that brand and say, hey, this is really great, look at it, I don't buy it. So the whole social network phenomenon of peer recommendation, of influencer recommendation, really key. So if you don't have a social media strategy, I suggest you get one too. More consumers are making decisions before ever entering a store. So we're pre-shopping at home before we go out, and we pretty much have our mind made up what we're looking for. What does this do to retail? Retailers, not surprisingly, are struggling to remain relevant. The traditional brick-and-mortar-focused stores are panicked, put it mildly. Amazon has increased the number of apparel and accessory products on its website by almost double last year. And its apparel sales hit $16.3 billion. I just read a report by one of the major investment banks that predicted that Amazon will add $50 billion in apparel sales to its revenue line in the next five years. That's the combined sales of Nordstrom, Kohl's, JCPenney and several others in in five years. So where's that business going to come from? It's going to come right out of traditional retail. So in case your day hasn't been completely blown away, so far this year 3,500 store closures have been announced in the U.S. alone and it's only July. Big stores that are closing stores and bottom is just a sampling of the mall specialty stores that have announced major closures and there are many more. Where's all the opportunity in this? There is opportunity because we can't stop what's happening, but we can certainly be aware of it and adapt. Couple things. The consumers that we're talking about who are making such a difference, they have some interesting characteristics. They are interested in compelling product. They're interested in value, not just the cheapest price. They want apparel that does more. You see startups every day launching 
with really interesting brand stories, real interesting product stories. So there's a consumer out there that wants something more than just 40% off. They want transparency, they want sourcing responsibility, they want price integrity, they want sustainability. What does that mean? Lots of things to different people, everything from organic to recycled, but also to just responsible use of energy and product. It's also about long-lasting product that doesn't get thrown away into the landfill after two wearings. So there's a backlash against fast fashion and what that's doing to the planet. There's a big interest in wellness. As I mentioned, with our extra free time, we're working out. With younger consumers, it's part of life. It's a regular part of the day for many of them. And increased attention to the food people are eating and, and what they're wearing and beauty products, all of this kind of works together as a wellness story. So what do we mean by wanting more from our apparel? Consumers want all their clothing, not just their active wear, to do more than just cover the body and look nice. Comfort's a given anymore. Freedom of movement. Athleisure trained us that we don't have to be uncomfortable to look nice. There are also new performance characteristics coming out and ready to wear. Moisture resistance, uh, temperature management, odor management. Characteristics are available in fabrics today. But unfortunately, a lot of these qualities never get through to the end consumer. So I think we, there's an opportunity to change that, to really deliver more value and quality. Athletic performance enhancement is another big area that I think we're going to see. Fabrics that help com with compression, with muscle recovery, with strategically placed panels that, that, that help performance. And then recovery from athletic performance. So if, if we can work out more effectively, recover better, look better, feel better all day long, is there a consumer out there for that? Absolutely. So few of the brands that are really doing some interesting things are, these are this is just a sampling of some, some of the brands that I, that I like. Many have compelling curated product. They're providing superior experiences on their websites and in their stores. They're connecting with consumers. They're offering convenience, selection, exclusivity, differentiation, something a little special. And one trend I think we're gonna see more of is the whole less is more, not even in the owning less stuff, but in the way stores are merchandise. This is actually a picture I took in Macy's. This is actually. So not to, not to pick on Macy's, but I think this is something that more consumers can feel comfortable with, okay? Curated, selected, not just thrown on a rack, all right? It's insulting the other way, isn't it? I think we're going to see the combination of style and performance. Here are some brands that are doing amazing jobs in these areas. Obviously, Canada Goose, you take a basic performance product and just make it just so stylish and so wonderful. And it sells at a real high premium, okay? So it's not just about being the cheapest. If you've got compelling product and you really connect and tell your brand story, you can be successful. Another brand I love is Ade. If anybody hasn't checked out that website, it is so fun because all these fabrics are performance fabrics in fashion styles. And the whole idea is you can be comfortable, have your life made better by clothes that allow you to do more. Premium products. Just not to leave out Adidas, they're doing a fantastic job with their fabrications, with cooling, with warming, with with breathability. Lululemon obviously put the whole experiential and athleisure topics on the map and continue to do so. Allbirds, I love this footwear brand. It's a startup out of San Francisco. Comfortable shoes made of New Zealand wool. 
guy was originally, the founder was originally from New Zealand and then went to Silicon Valley and he developed these shoes. And I walk around New York and I look down and I would say two out of every 10 pairs of shoes I see now are all birds. So look down, you'll see them. It's amazing. And they're not, and they look really comfortable and they're washable, so very functional and they've become very hip. Outlier, the whole impetus behind this brand was chino pants that guys can ride their bike to work in and then work a whole day on Wall Street. They're always sold out. It's fantastic stuff. So just some examples on some successful brands. Giving back, providing sourcing transparency, Warby Parker, Tom's, you know, we have to take care of the people on this planet and give back. Concern for the sustainability issues. Don't have to tell you, we talked about that. Wellness, big area. Personalization and customization, I think, is a trend we're also going to see a lot more of. Enabled by technology, we have brands like True & Co. that has a fit algorithm for bras, five questions, and then they can send you the three bras that are going to fit you. And they have a million customers and just got sold to PVH for a lot of money. Stitch Fix, hand-picked, curated collections sent to your door, same as Trunk Club, MeUndies, Levi's 501CT, customized fit. Pricing integrity and transparency, Everlane and DSTLD, really great stories about no markup or minimal markup. And then just some brands that I really like, the brand Story, Shinola out of Detroit, Shoe Shine, bicycles, watches, it all makes sense, right? I love what Aerie's doing about featuring real people in their ads. It's a great story, really great for young girls. And of course, the North Face never stop exploring really stick to that with their development and innovation. Sustainability, Patagonia really wrote the book on it, but we've also got Redone, which is a jeans brand that makes new jeans out of old jeans, Reformation organic fashion clothing, and then Thread Up, which is repurposing, upcycling of clothing. So those are just some of the success stories that are out there that are showing that there really is a need for and a, and a value for telling a story, being authentic, and creating product that just goes above and beyond and does a little more.